Hey guys, it's producer Justin here for the Diesel Performance Podcast. Just letting you know that we are going to be rebroadcasting our most downloaded episode of 2021. That was an episode with David Shepard of Hoosier Diesel. He uh, talks about tuning L5Ps, fixing 6 liters, and keeping your builds realistic. David is just a wealth of knowledge, great dude, just one of those people that really is a diesel enthusiast. So we hope you enjoyed this one, and we look forward to getting you guys tons of content coming up in 2022. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, I wanted to kick off the show talking about an interesting truck that we had in the shop last week. Yeah. It was that LLY that we were talking about the other day. Yeah, you did a TikTok video on it, didn't you? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, for the guys who aren't already following Duramax Tuner on TikTok, which I understand. Yeah, um, it's definitely a different uh, age bracket, yeah, to say the least. It, it, it's it's it is a media platform, we'll call it that. Yeah, it um, yeah. But Chris, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that LLY and why it was so interesting? Yeah, so uh, the owner's name of that truck, his name was Michael Lewis. And uh, Michael Lewis, is uh, he, he's a past customer, okay? Um, but about four months ago, he decided he was going to do some injector upgrades on his 04.5 LLY. And he was going to do a turbo upgrade. And he found a shop local in his area that modified existing turbos. Um, so he's like, screw it, you know, I'm going to have them give them my turbo and uh, they're going to go through it and they're going to machine and do all these things. And, you know, they're going to turn it into a 64, right? So he was all pumped. Gets the truck back, everything's together. The truck wasn't running the best. Within about 800 miles, the first, that that turbo that was put on imploded, okay? Um, no worries. There's a warranty, right? There's people that stand behind their work and uh, he ended up taking the truck back to them and they they warrantied it they did a second turbo charger um within about a thousand miles second turbo imploded uh, really odd right like yeah. really weird so <clears throat> now i didn't know any of this until the third turbo is put on the truck and um you know mike calls us and, and knows our name knows our reputation knows that we do turbos wanted to get a second opinion so from the get-go, it's like, well, you know, knowing what we know about turbochargers, there's generally a root cause for something like that to occur. And uh, Mike is definitely a passionate, uh, uh, energetic individual. And uh, mile a minute, you know, just so much information. He has a lot of feelings and emotion in this, right? I mean, who wouldn't? It's a lot of money. It's your truck that's down. He's owned the truck from new, really pretty truck. Like, the truck's well-maintained. Yeah. So while we're on the phone, you know, done boost checks. Well, they did the install. Okay, well, did they do a boost check? You know, they're a turbo company. You know, they should be, like, that's 101, right? <clears throat> so he couldn't tell me, couldn't give me an answer. Needless to say, he lost all he lost all faith in the turbo. Okay? Sure. There was a couple other things that were going that he was unhappy with. So he drove 800 miles to come from Arkansas to upper, upper state of Illinois to have us look at the truck. Within five minutes of the truck being in the shop, we use one of our uh, stealth boost test kits you know, yeah. that we have. Um, within five minutes, the, the the intercooler tank end was blown out. And that was the video that you did on TikTok. Yeah. So wouldn't even hold 10 PSI, just pissing air. Well, I had to explain to him, like, as your turbochargers are imploding, like blowing up, you know, you're talking about the turbos not seeing a ton of boost. The, the turbos were making a shit ton of boost well, they out were of the spinning. turbo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't enough air reading past the map sensor or making its way into the engine because it was escaping to the atmosphere. Right. So we did a Stell 64 for him, okay? We, uh, we did a new intercooler for him. We get everything buttoned up. Before we even do a test drive, right, we do another boost leak down test, a second boost leak at the Y-Bridge. Now, we wouldn't have found that because of the intercooler right so we had to fix that one get everything sealed then find the next boost leak so here's a guy who spends a couple thousand dollars on a turbocharger right he's he's kept the truck he's done a lot of upgrades to the truck over the years thinks he's going to buy a turbocharger it's going to be an end-all be-all from what he says was a reputable shop in his area right keep that anonymous and then to have three turbos back to back have problems right so when he was here, one of the experiences was giving him that data, right? Here you go. Here is here is why that failed. Here is where the culprit lies. Yeah. Here's the second culprit. You get those things buttoned up. 
We're not changing the tune. We're not changing the fuel injector or the pump. We're not changing anything. All we're doing is putting a turbo in the truck that mechanically works and making sure it's mechanically sound. Yeah. Right? A couple days later, he, I mean, he picked up his truck. He drove home. The, the mileage home was the longest drive that that truck had stayed together over the last three months from the previous turbochargers. Sure. So it, it leads me into kind of like what we're going to get into our next topic, and that's boost leak awareness, right? Yeah. We, we see it so many times. You know, the, the, the turbo stealth line is, is big as our brand over at Calibrated Power is concerned. Um, we've definitely grown that side of the business, offering other new turbochargers and things like that. But we see so many times that guys overlook boost leaks. They overlook the ability to verify their boost charge system. And it's a total miss. It's a total miss. Do you know, it's it's always surprising to me, too, because we have been talking about boost leaks internally. Like, yeah, for like years. At Duramax, yeah. since I've been here I mean, and since before. A really, right? a really popular video that we did on YouTube was back in 15 15 or 16 with an LOI who that customer had drivability issues, some low power, some smoke output on a stock truck. That truck went to three different dealers before coming to yeah. us. And one of our techs, five minutes, oh, yeah, your Y bridge is leaking. That, that, and that's like, all come it was. On. It, that, think that's... of how much money, time, emotion oh, is yeah. built into that. Well, well, and I think that's it too, right? Is is because I usually think about boost leaks in this like very functional, like oh, you're going to catch it as the boost leak just sucks to drive. It like right. it, or it impacts my, all of these things. You would, or, I would notice on or, a daily. Oh well, the the truck I can hear it spool up, and oh, I'm making X amount of boost on the gauge. <laughs> like guys, that that doesn't work. We're talking a controlled pressurization of yeah. the air charge system and one of the things that i think like like the common boost tester out there what what we had traditionally used yeah. that it always misses is getting the connection from the turbo to the hot side pipe yeah. and the compressor cover itself because there's surprisingly a, there's a, enough yeah. like uh, and especially i'll even call them out the newer whole sets from the factory um <laughs> compressor covers yeah. leaking is actually fairly common. It is it's, fairly it's common. Not, it's not like, oh, you might find one in a million. It's like, no, 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 we should test them all, no, kids. Like like, you'll, <laughs> you'll find you know three or four out of the ten, yeah. you know, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think with that backstory, it kind of inspired what our promotion is going to be over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner for our 4th of July promo. That's right. Yeah, so 4th of July promo, we have some hard <laughs> dates on it and some hard details for you guys. So I'll kick us off June 21st. Uh, is going to be the big launch day for our 4th of July sale. So getting you guys in early. So if you're going on vacation, I wanted to make sure that, that you guys had some time to get what you need and getting on the truck yeah. before you t head off for the weekend. And then we're going to run that all the way out to July 9th. Uh, again, just in case you were on vacation, wanted to make, yeah. give you some time to be able to still take advantage. And what's what's unique with this is is we're, we're doing things a little different, Paul, right? So it's any of our stealth line of turbocharger, right? Whether it's you know a Duramax, LB7, LOI, LBZ, LMM, LML, L5P, um, Cummins 59. Uh, we have a couple other turbos, right? That we're, we're going to be talking about here in a second. Uh, but we're doing a free boost test kit with every turbocharger. That itself has a value of anywhere from 225 to 300 dollars, depending on the faceplate. But you're going to get the heavy duty regulator. You're going to get the faceplate for that corresponding RPO free with every turbo sale. That's right. Yeah. So it's not not an accident that every stealth turbo we sell, we also sell a corresponding stealth boost test kit. And it's not an accident that our techs have every faceplate in their toolbox <laughs> for trucks when they do come in-house, and that is... A, a staple anytime a truck goes on the dyno before it even gets drafted to the dyno right. boost test when the truck comes into the shop just to verify whatever that situation is it gets a boost test before it gets loaded up on the rack and before it leaves the rack that's right it's just it's a foundation it's a staple it is anytime we touch a truck we want to verify the boost system health that's right. That's right. So so I thought this was going to be a, a, a great option for you guys out there. Uh, I know I'm really excited. We've already had some early feedback. So if you've been thinking about a turbo, if you've been thinking about it might be time to upgrade, uh, this is definitely that cherry on top that I yeah. think just makes it a really, really great deal for you. Uh, hey, tuning customers, we didn't forget about you guys either. Uh, any tuning orders that ship out? Uh, during this time, we're going to include a free brand new Tuned It hat. So Tuned It's yep. a new hashtag we're running here with the company, really trying to get that message out there. Uh, that is going to run while supplies last. That was a limited hat run. Uh, so I, I only had, or we only had so many printed. Yep. Um, so as soon as we're out of those, we're out of those. And I pretty much would, would venture to guess we are going to run out of those. So if you want to get a tuning order in, uh, do it as early as you can during the sale. Again, that kicks off June 21st. Now, now 
Go ahead. I was going to say June twenty first is, is another a big, big date, for, date us. for us. Yeah. So there is, you know, I'll just kill. I'll I'll, I'll do both of the new do turbos. Them. So. Uh, for a lot of our OG listeners and, and guys that are really following the the company, we've done a soft launch in the past with the L5P Stell 67 G2 Turbo. That's right. There's a lot of our dealers that have been promoting and pushing that. The product works. Guys are really happy with that. Us as an organization never had it on our website. We never did a hard launch. That goes into effect June 21st, so that product is officially live. And then what I am most excited about is the final release of our Stell 64 VGT turbocharger for the 6.7 Cummins, which supports 07.5 all the way through 2018. Paul, you know that we've been R&Ding it on my truck for a year and a half now. Sure. There's been a lot of bullshit, a lot of hurdles, <laughs> a lot of learning, and I don't mean bullshit in a bad way, but yeah. we learned a lot about that turbocharger. We learned a lot about um, improving the technology. Um, and I really, really wholeheartedly believe that we have something that is going to be different in the market space. It's still a drop in replacement, but we've learned a lot and have, have done a lot into the exhaust side, right? With the uh, nozzle ring, the vane design, the turbine wheel, the size of the turbine, the depth of the turbine, so many things that were in the performance lacking with some of the other products on the market. That's right. That's so, right. And, super, super excited about that. And, and so, what, what's surprising is both this uh, HE351 or HE300 VG, whatever, whatever you're going to call it right. for your truck, um, the vane assembly works very, very different very than unique. any other truck. Yep. So, other trucks, we have a a stationary spot, and then vanes pivot. So the vanes move up and down, or or in a lateral lateral uh, slide there. So so they adjust the depth of of they adjust the gap between one vein and the next yeah. one and and that's how they direct flow now the cummins actually has fixed veins so they the veins never move their angle they're always at a but fixed angle a plate. but they have a plate that moves in and out around the turbine wheel well everybody who's customizing these turbos and there, there's other guys out there making aftermarket turbos for these trucks um it's extremely in-depth engineering and developing and research to be able to design your own exhaust side of this turbo because it is very unique. Yep. It is very complicated, uh, and it has to be perfect. If you're going to get it to work, it, it has to be perfect, and, I think, and that's what we've taken the time to I do. I think to simplify this, right, the factory vein depth or height is 7 millimeters. In our turbocharger, we're going to an 11 millimeter yep. vein height. That is huge in the performance in the aftermarket in, in regards to performance for the turbocharger because we are putting the bigger turbine wheel in there. Generally, naturally, that's going to call for a slower spool up. So having more of a pathway for the vein to be able to flow air is going to help compensate for that for a turbo to respond very similar to stock. So what we have is a turbo that is 700 plus wheel capable reliably. That's not saying that we're pushing this turbo to its peak capacity to make that because there are other turbos on the market that advertise those numbers and those turbos have to be pushed. You have to yeah. push them real hard for that. But you could do this with no retuning, right? So you don't need a new tune for the truck based off of what you currently have on the truck. It's still a drop in replacement and you have that ability to grow. And we already know I had a lot of data with the compounds on, <laughs> on the black truck and, and, and different turbo configurations. And we're in a really good spot that not only is that turbo going to make power, but it's going to severely relieve and control drive pressures. Drive pressures are going to drop when pushing the charger. So it's one of those things where it's a year and a half of labor. I mean, this turbo has been in, in the works and in, in conversation for years over here. Oh, yeah. So to see this product finally see through, you know. Clearly, as I'm talking about it, I'm passionate about it. Right? Like I'm very, very much. It, the cum dog is coming yeah, out. You know? But I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I think it's. Uh, I'm really excited to get on some customers' trucks and, uh, you know, get some real world feedback on, you know, what we've been working on for such a long time. Absolutely. Um, and then we have a new tuning platform, Paul. What we have a new tuning platform yeah, coming so, out on so the So two turbos. Um, so we have the L5P turbo. We have the the newer six seven Cummins turbos. Uh, and then we also, of course, we're launching the 2020 Ford Power Stroke tuning. Now, this is a bench flash service, so it's a little bit different than, than some of the other tuning platforms we offer. Um, it, what's really exciting about the 2020 
tuning package is is we're setting it up to be a complete tuning package so we you need and i want to say it that way you need not you're going to want but you need the transmission tuning along with your engine tuning well, I, and that's where we really we knew we could make big power on the 6.7 platform i mean we're, we're <laughs> brushing right up against 600 horsepower emissions equipped all stock truck nothing but a tune and and switch on the fly supported so right. we're offering an sotf switch you're getting five different power levels with the switch on the fly in a 2020 2021 platform for right now and then we offer full tcm support for the 10 speeds which paul from the guys that i'm talking to with the new 2020 plus fords they don't really complain about too much in the power category they complain a little bit maybe in the throttle latency and things like that but the transmission's the big piece yeah in the transmission you know sometimes you need to tune the engine and help the the torque range and the throttle input and how that is communicating with the transmission to get the trans understand that so that the trans holds the right gear shifts when it needs to shift locks converter when it needs to lock it's all about total transparency between the two controllers that's right that's right absolutely so this complete tuning package is going to be Literally, for 99%, it's going to be all you're ever going to do to your truck besides maybe throw wheels, tires, and tint on it. Yeah. Um, that's a good That's a good truck. That's a good build of a truck, though. Don't, <laughs> that's, that's it, right? That's don't, it. Don't, don't, that fully built don't stock. That, short. Yeah. That, that fully built stock is finally so simple to yeah. do, right? And, and I think this is going to be another killer platform that you guys are going to love it. Uh, this is the type of upgrade you do that you talk about forever because it's yeah. your favorite thing that you ever did to the truck yeah, right absolutely uh guys I, I can't wait all of this is rolling out june 21st if you're not already on jump on over to duramax tuner and hit the contact us page or hit the subscribe to the blog page either one of those will put you in the queue so that we'll follow up with details about the sale chris our listeners also i love when they reach out directly to us uh yeah. the easiest way for them to get a hold of you if they want to share their contact information with you is uh, I mean, my email is cmke at duramaxtuner.com, um, or they can call me at the shop, 815-568-7920, extension 2121. And, Paul, I'm going to add, I, I, I get a good amount of people that do call me based off of that information on the podcast, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. You know, to the guys that call with 7.3s and 12 valves, I'm not that much of a help, right? That that's not my <laughs> that's not my profession, right? That's not my wheelhouse. But uh, you know, I'll do what I can to help where I can. So there you go. At least point them in the right direction. Absolutely, right? I love that. All right, guys. Well, hey, I know that's a lot of sale and new product release information. Uh, I've I'm also excited to get back to like we actually had a bit of a diesel superstar in the studio last yeah. week. Uh, and we had a guest co-host come in and, and hang out for yeah. the interview. Yeah, no, uh, Anthony, one of one of the one of our sales guys over here, did a phenomenal job, and uh, he did a really nice job as far as uh, supporting David Shepard over at Hoosier Diesel. So uh, David had reached out. He's got a 2020 L5P uh, dually. He wanted us to do some tuning on. So we're like, you know what? Come in house. We'll do the install. We'll hang out. Maybe get you on a podcast. And you know, anyone that's ever dealt with David, anyone that's ever seen him on social media or whatever he lives and breathes diesel he loves the industry he loves you know what we all do as a whole and i think that was the main purpose for him driving you know from indiana and illinois which still a four or five hour drive from where he's at but to come in house and uh you know waste half a day hanging out with us oh, and getting I, him on the mic right? it's such a badass looking truck it is too, it, yeah. you know that you you make the joke about oh like the fully built stock like it's crazy what a newer truck can look like with wheels, with tints, and then having a little go-go juice behind it. Like these newer trucks, man, who would have thought, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago when we were getting in this stuff that in 2020, 2021, you could do a tune-only 600-horse truck and and just blow the fucking doors off of a lot of shit on the street, <laughs> right? Like, it's super cool. That's right, guys. Make sure you stick around. Uh, right after a word from our sponsors, we're going to get back to David uh, Shepard from Hoosier Diesel. And we actually hit him up talking about going from big, badass, loud and rowdy trucks to driving an emissions-equipped L5P oh. and what on earth would motivate somebody to want to do that? Yeah. Engineered for use with both gas and diesel engines, the XTP X-Factor is the perfect choice to restore lost power in your engine. This unique blend is a 100% synthetic friction reducer that's specially formulated to decrease engine wear, improve fuel economy, and reduce the oil operating temperature of your diesel engine. On 6.0 liter power stroke engines, X-Factor eliminates the common stiction issues and helps restore failing Huey injectors. X-Factor is more than just an engine oil additive. Use in your power steering system or add it to your gear oil for enhanced protection. X-Factor is safe for use with both synthetic and conventional oils 
and one eight ounce bottle treats up to five quarts of oil. To find out more about the XDP X-Factor High Performance Oil Additive, head over to xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Chris, uh, people have been hearing us talk about Exergy Performance well, since the start of the show. Right, of course. They've been uh, they've been a believer <laughs> since the inception, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I know I just recently talked to Randy Harkema over there. Uh, guys, of course, you recognize him from our snake oil uh, or not fuel additive yep. episode. Uh, he's he's one of the guys at Exergy that we rely on for technical expertise. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was really cool. I was just talking to him about going to UCC. Okay. You remember the booth that they they bring to UCC every year? Yeah, I remember. I remember 2019. Um, they do this really cool engine stand with a Cummins with their standalone with a throttle, uh, a hand throttle, and you can you know be part of the engine operating. They start it, you can rev it, and all that cool stuff. And I think it's really cool because it, it gives you that hands-on experience to say, hey, here's Exergy's fuel system, here's Exergy's standalone, Bosch standalone, here's everything working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, you can't forget it once you've seen it. Chris, you know WC Fab uh, and WC Fab powder coating. Um, it, it's going to be one of those places that if you go to their shop and, and kind of hang out and see even just even just the foyer, like what the you know the waiting room, uh, you're going to be wildly impressed. I. You- It's tough because you don't know if someone were to tell me, hey, you know, they do all these crazy powder coat colors. They do compound turbo kits, triple turbo kits, intercooler piping kits, whatever. I am a very simplistic individual, so I have a basic thought process or picturing in my head of what's going on. And if you see their work in person, they're very meticulous with, you know, their fabrication. The welding is superb. Um, But their coloring options that they have from their in-house powder coating service is second to none. There's like 400 colors that they keep in stock. All of their signature colors are, you know, they're the most popular for a reason. They stick out the most. Um, And I mean, Paul, man, over the years being at Calibrated Power, we have seen so many WC Fab trucks (laughs) come and go, being on the dyno, things like that. And, you know... uh, I remember when I first started, it was exciting to see a 700, 800, or a thousand wheel horse truck, and you just know if a truck's coming from WC Fab here, it's going to make big power. Um, I normally just get excited for what kind of color schemes under the hood of the truck. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you're going to get what you pay for. You know, they offer a really good quality product, and they have a really good support staff. They're going to stand behind what they do, and I think that goes a long way, especially this day and age in this industry. Absolutely. David from Hoosier Diesel, how the hell are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, no problem. Thank you so much for joining us. It's rare we get to get an out-of-town guest in the studio anymore, so it's it's actually a pleasure to be here in person. We, of course, also have Anthony Brunetti with us. Anthony, oh, how's yeah. it going? Good. Happy to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Anthony, you work here at Duramax Tuner. David, you're from Hoosier Diesel. Where are you guys located? Northwest Indiana. We're about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. So, Merrillville area. Okay. Yep. I don't know okay. if you're familiar with that, but uh, it's right off of I-65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I know. Just passed it on going back and forth to UCC. So I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm right, yep, that, I'm right that there. That stone's throw. Uh, now, Anthony, you and David have worked together a little bit recently on some emissions-equipped L5P tuning, and I, I can't wait to dive into that and talk more about it. Uh, but I thought first we would start off with, David, tell us a little bit about how you got your start in diesel performance. Uh. I mean, I've always been a big fan of trucks, even when I was a little kid. Um, you know, I used to go down to visit my grandfather and my all of my kin folks, and it was nothing but tractors, combines, and, um, you know, working on old Cadillacs. So I, I've just been a gearhead uh, pretty much all my life, you know, not necessarily just diesels, but, you know, anything that had wheels, you know. <laughs> um, I, I like to go fast, too. I, I like speed, you know, so... Um, but <clears throat> as far as trucks, uh, I've always been a big fan of trucks. You know, my uncles uh, and my dad, they used to have these RC trucks that they built, you know, back in the 80s, you know. And uh, it was cool watching them build these little things from scratch. <laughs> but they would take them out and actually go mudding with these things, you know. And uh, it was the coolest thing ever, you know. And I just think, uh, you know, with trucks and diesels, it's, you know, it's a lifestyle. So, um but ever since I was a kid, though, the passion has already always been there. Yep. So um, now um, I love fixing trucks. You know, making trucks go fast is cool. But for me, you know, when a truck comes in not running, you know, and it's broke or, you know, it might have been to a couple of other shops and they, they couldn't fix it. 
or for whatever reason, you know, I, I get a lot of um, uh, accomplishment out of that, you know, because it's like, hey, man, I was able to fix this. It's fixed right. And we send it on down the road. So uh, my shop is is really repair, heavy repair based. I mean, we do some performance, too, but, you know, we're really diving into the emissions, you know, intact tuning um, because it's, it's just that's where the industry's headed. You know, uh, a lot of guys like myself, I like to just get in the vehicle and drive it. I don't like listening to all the noise. I'm getting older, <laughs> you know. I mean, I used to do everybody used to do it. Right. Everybody used to, you know, roll coal and. You know, stuff like that, you know, but, the burnouts in the middle of the street. You know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, and it's just, you know, emissions intact is, you know, you keep your same factory warranty. So um, this is something we've been playing around with. Sure. So, well, you know, and I laugh because I know when I was a kid, it's like 212 Rockford Fosgate subs slammed oh, in the yeah. trunk of the center. You <laughs> oh, were like, I'm yeah. the shit. Yep. Yeah. And, then, and then now you're like, ooh, it has a really nice Bose or Infinity system yeah, from the factory. It. You're yeah. like, hmm. Factory yeah. options. That's, that's, that's what sold me. That's like the first thing I check when I get into a truck, right? You know, I, I hook up my Bluetooth or, um, you know, my Apple CarPlay or whatever the case sure. may be. and. Um, I test the sound system, you know. You, you got to, and, and, and I laugh too because I know, like, when, when I first started coming around diesel, I'm like, oh, man, there's nothing like a turbo screaming and, like, yeah. a Duramax, especially, like, Duramax twin kit with, like, big five-inch exhaust. Like, I get this. Yeah. And then you're absolutely right. It's like you start to get some age, and you're like, man, you know, I know Boone's Farm will get you drunk, but, like, a good wine <laughs> like, also tastes good. And that's kind of what I think about with, like, uh-huh. diesel, right? It's so, like, when you get in, you're like, well, give give me everything like right. let's go let's do fast dumb shit let's be right. as loud as obnoxious as we can and then you start to fall in love with the trucks and you're like well man this would be really nice to be nice too right it's or, like- or or at least hear you know who's on the phone right <laughs> you know uh big problem especially when you get older your ear your hearing starts to deteriorate you know it's like man i can't hear you know? <laughs> so um for me you know i just like getting into the truck and i like quiet turn my music up so um, but I was young once. I'm still young, but, you yeah. know, it's nothing wrong with, you know, rolling coal and what these kids are doing. But I, I'm geared towards the working man, like my repair facility. So, yeah. you know, we do a lot of uh, service work, too, outside the shop, service trucks. Uh, we repair light, medium, uh, heavy equipment, you know, off-road stuff, agricultural equipment and stuff like that. So um, I love it. I love trucks, diesels, anything. That's that's the fun stuff to work on yeah. too, isn't it? Is like when it you is. get to go out and like, look, granted, it, there's no luxuries when you're doing like like on the field, in the field yeah. repairs or on the side yeah. of the road repairs. It's like that's not nobody, no mechanic is like, oh man, I can't wait to lay yeah. in gravel and fucking wrench <laughs> right, on this thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I think there is that like that rescue feeling, right? Yeah. Of like like especially I know like with farmers or guys who have like the service equipment where you do have to repair it on the side of the road, and it's not that's not somebody's creature comfort like you're not fixing the air conditioning right you're like getting a business back up and running mm-hmm. and like i know for me like those are always the people that i I'll like you feel that extra sense of accomplishment when you're yeah. able to get in and participate absolutely. with that absolutely so you know and and that's why i do what i do you know um i have a lot of guys at the shop that work you know part of the team and and they're passionate about what they do you know um if a customer calls hey you know i'm right on 65 you know might need a quick connect fitting or a trans line or something like that, and um, because this sucks being on the side of the road. You know? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we've all been there. Especially all when you drive by, you're like, oh, it must suck to be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all done that, right? <laughs> we've all done that. It's, but uh, but no, fixing trucks is is where it's where it's at for me. You know, so um, that's a passion right there. I love know? that. Now, Anthony, you came out of wrenching and and into an office job. Do you hate working on trucks now? I don't hate it, but I don't prefer it. It, I, was, it was just different. Going to tech school, like I've worked in a shop for I don't know, a couple of years, so like I, I've seen both sides of it. Yeah. So I should say I definitely appreciate the hard work the techs and stuff do because it is not an easy job. I, I infamously so. hate turning wrenches. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no interest in it. So my, my heart always goes out to, to guys like you, David, who are like, oh, no, yeah, I love doing this. I'm like, oh, well, thank well, God. Well, hold on. No, I, no, would... I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> wait I didn't say, wait, wait a minute, you know. No, I love turning wrenches. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, the the problem I run into though is when I do go to turn a wrench or try to help the guys out in the back. Hey, Dave, there's a customer here to see you, or there's a phone call, or there's an email, and it's like I can't concentrate on, you know, the task at hand. So, right. um, I would love to just, 
you know, not deal with customers all the time, every day, you know, all day, and just go in a shop because guess you know it's it's a release for me, sure. right? You know, so and then I get to work with the guys in the back and. You know, but uh, and who doesn't love their boss wrenching next to them? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like I, it's a, that way when you hear like like his hand slip off the wrench and bust the knuckles, you're like, ha! I know. Ha, I, I, you get know, me but, better soap. But I, I mess with my guys a lot, though. I, I'll never forget too when uh, one of my shop manager, he, I think he had just put a six zero in engine, six zero seven three something like that. Anyway, I just walked by. He was getting ready to start it. He cranked it up, and I just take the wrench, and I start beating on a... I've seen that happen. <laughs> seen that happen? I yes, start oh, beating. shit. He, he goes, oh, shit, his eyes. <laughs> and I did it in sync with the, the trucks, you know, and he's like, oh, dude, you just scared the shit out of me, man, you know? But, um, you know, and if you don't... I, I, I like working next to my guys, too, because everybody can't do what we do. Right. You know, I, I kind of think that, uh, you know, being a diesel mechanic is... Is it's a different type of, you know, lifestyle, right? Than working on gas stuff. There, there also is just this amount of tribal knowledge that I feel like diesel mechanics don't realize they have. Uh, yeah. Where like you wouldn't know nearly as much about boost testing if you weren't strictly around diesels all day, every yeah. single day, right? Like you yeah. wouldn't know as much about like these little ins and outs of like, oh no, I, I know how many bolts go or screws go into the fender wall, right? right. Like, yep. right, like. They should all go back, right? Um, so that's that's what that's where I where like I, I laugh about like sometimes I think it's after years of doing it and you still have a passion for it. Yeah, that's a part of it. Is 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 like you said, it's that culture. It's that mm-hmm. like this is a lifestyle. This is like we love doing this. We love being around it. Guess what we do when we're not at work? We talk about diesel trucks. Yeah, yeah. like how many people yeah. go home like like you, you know. My, my mom was a teacher. She never came home and was like, ooh, the lesson plans for tomorrow. I can't <laughs> wait. You know, like, like she loved being a teacher, but, like, not that much. Yeah, I mean, and same thing, like, when you see trucks going down the road and, you know, you see the oil, uh, the, uh, the bluish smoke, like, ah, okay, his oil sales might be bad on his stove. <laughs> you see an LB7 drive you by know, or haze, and you're yep, like, dude, he needs injectors. injectors. Yeah, yeah, needs so we just said an LB7 driving by. Everything else is implied, right? They're all yeah. hazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, but – uh it's cool though, you know. Diesels are great. Like I said, it's a lifestyle culture. Well, that's well, well, and and I think being around them too is is fun. Anthony, I know you had gone like we talked about it's from wrenching on them to to being on the phone about them, but but I know we still do a ton of troubleshooting over the phone, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. uh, and whether it's with end users or whether yeah. it's with shop owners, yeah. we kind of always are in this like, let's start at the beginning. Like we're in tuning, so. It's always our fault. If everybody oh, who calls. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> or, or the best is two years later, the tune went bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the tune went bad. A little advice from Diesel Performance Podcast. Your tune did not go bad. <laughs> yeah. Um but 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 it is, right? So so we deal with that. And I know as like shop owners, you deal with like those same guys and those same problems. What are some of some of the ones that you think could like really stand out in your mind about the wildest troubleshooting you've had to go through on a truck? Man, I actually had one here probably about two months ago, and this was on a 6 Um Customer call. We had just, um, I don't know if I can use the word bulletproof because people get kind of been out of shape with that <laughs> well, word. You can use it here. I use it, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, we had, this truck was like an F-550, low miles on it. It had like 60,000 original miles. I mean, that thing was unmolested. And uh, we, you know, head studded it, did the whole nine yards. He didn't want to do ejectors at the time, right? So we sent it on and down the road, hadn't heard from the guy until about a year later. He says, hey, man, I'm having an issue. You know, I was driving the truck, and then all of a sudden um, it was up to temp, and it just starts misfiring. So I said, okay, you know, gets it into the shop, and um, you can let the truck idle all day long, and it won't hiccup. As soon as you start giving it some throttle, it just starts misfiring. Sounds like it's got a big cam in it, starts smoking. No trouble codes at all. No. <laughs> That's always the best one to start from. Right? right. You know, because it's like, do, do I go after fuel, air, or maybe a bad electrical problem? You know? Do you just Google come and swap? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what ended up happening is I sent the injectors out to be tested, right? Um, because I my oil pressure was great. Fuel pressure was great. Compression was great. Um, and I was at a loss, you know, and, and the guys actually handed me this job because they were lost. So we sent the injectors out to be tested. The injectors were um, rough, but they weren't bad. So we put them back in, and um, I'm starting to look at, um, 
you know, like the lap scope and starting to look at cam and crank signal. Cam and crank signal were dead nuts on when the truck was at idle. But when you gave it throttle, it was erratic. So the question is, is that a cause or is that an effect? You know, is the cam walking mm-hmm. or is the crank walking? What's going on? So, um, you know, I ended up oming out the entire truck, the wire harness, and everything is checking out okay. And I'm at a loss for this oh. thing, right? And I even got a notepad, right? Yeah. Like, okay, this is the value I got, you know, for this. These are the ohms I got for this wire. So finally, one day, um, it had just been bothering me. I go back to the shop, and I said, I'm going to ohm everything out after the truck's been sitting a couple of days. Ohmed everything out. It was perfect. Then I went to go ohm it out after we warmed it up, and that's when I found that it was, um, and this is the crazy part about it, and I've never seen this. I said, I'm swapping a uh, crank sensor. Now, on 6.0s, they don't go bad. You know, I've probably only swapped like two or three of them yeah. uh, since they've been out. So pulled the crank sensor out, swapped it with a new one, fixed the issue. Well, I didn't even see an issue that was wrong with this, the old one. So wiped it off, and I just set it on my desk. I come back two days later, there's oil still coming out of it. So it had a hairline crack in it that only opened up. It opened up once the truck started to warm yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when go. it started misfiring. <laughs> now, and, and as far as it, the crack would stay closed if you gave it no throttle because what? You have lower oil. You just directly yeah. 500, 600 PSI at idle. Well, when you gave it more, it would split that crack open, and that's when you got your erratic signal. How in the fuck did I listen? <laughs> I I don't know. I just never seen anything like that before. But we run into stuff like that all yeah. the time, you know. And the wonders of six liters. And it's not just six liters. It's <laughs> it's you know a lot of these trucks, right? You know. But the cool thing about it is, you know, I learn. You know, yeah. and um, you know we we even uh, use that as like a case study at the shop. Like sure. what to do when you check your cam and crank signal when, <laughs> you know, the truck is, is you know, had a, um, a cold soak. Well, there, there's and that that's what's funny to me, too, is is I think you guys grabbed a couple of key topics that like, uh, again, <clears throat> you would only know if you're around diesel troubleshooting yeah. for a long time. Like, yeah. hey, you tested it at idle and operating temp. What happens when you were above temp? And below right. temp, like, right. like it turns out, like especially once you've done all of your basics, it's like you need to start thinking about things a little bit differently. Like, yes. how does heat and cold yes. impact all of these little components yes. all the way through mm-hmm. it? And and like you said, like you add heat and pressure to a hairline fracture, and you now have a gaping hole. It, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? but it was crazy though. But because uh, you would think six liters, they've been around, right? And it's like, man, do I'm starting to feel like a dumbass because I I haven't figured out the issue, right? <laughs> But at the end of the day, I told the customer, I said, I'm, I'm not getting ready to shotgun parts at yeah. your truck. And I don't have the answer right now. I don't know what the issue is. But I think that's probably like one in a million. Yeah. You know, and I honestly think, too, the reason why he was having so many issues is because this truck sits. Oh, sure. Right. It just sits. You know, there's not a lick of rust on it. Um like I said, this thing only has 60,000 original miles. Jesus. The ones that sit usually have the most problems. They come in, like, you know, yeah. turbo vanes start sticking. Yep. Injectors are going bad. Yep. It's like, I only have 40,000, 60,000 miles on the truck. Yep. I mean, you got to, you got to, these things are meant to be driven. Yeah. You can store them, but yeah. that's where I see a lot of issues, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you, Anthony. I think, it, as I think back, too, it's, it's you get into the wild problems when you have a truck that gets a thousand miles a year yeah. right is like that's yeah. when you get into the really like you said mm-hmm. like the shit that you like i've never seen this before it's right. like well sure because nobody else ever let their right. truck only gain right. a thousand miles a year the rest <laughs> of us paid the right. money to drive the and damn i'm things. even calling you know a couple of good buddies of mine that are you know i think they're better than me when it comes to troubleshooting you know because we kind of bounce ideas off each other right? oh yeah you know they might run into something that i've seen before that they've never seen before you know and vice versa so I'm calling my buddies. Hey, man, you ever seen this? No, I ain't never seen no shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on my own on this one. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's where the passion is. I like that. Fixing fixing and repairing these trucks. Um, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a stock truck with a little bit of power. Well, well, I think that's what brought you up here today, right? So yeah. you have a beautiful uh, dually out there, the L5P. Give Thank our you. listeners a rundown of it. Um, 2020 GMC Denali 3500. 
Um, it's pretty stock, but I just ended up um, reverse leveling the rear. You know, I put some airbags on it. Uh, I went with your different wheel and tire package, I guess you could say. I went with some DDC 22, um, 22 by 8. Uh, I forget what they are, but uh, they're 22s with a street tire on it. You know, yeah. I'm a street tire guy, so. It looks. Um, <clears throat> it's nasty. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. No other modifications. Well, with the exception of the, the taillights. I don't know if you guys seen that. I did not. No, I got, um, I got aftermarket taillights uh, from Recon. There you go. Well, that's because I... I backed into it. Well, my tech backed into a light pole. Sure. Right? Sure it was the tech. No, yeah, no, it yeah. was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, if you're listening, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're in deep no, shit if but, you are. Uh, <laughs> so he backed into a light pole when we were in Vegas, and um, the the taillights are on back order. And they're like 900 a piece. I'm like, I'm not getting ready to drive around Damn. with a busted taillight, right? <laughs> so I called Recon. They sent me over a set. And um, we actually had to modify their lights to get them to work with the 2020s. Oh, really? Yeah, but they look pretty sharp. But that's it. It's, you know, spikes. Clean. clean. Yeah. yeah I, that's what we were going for. Low, clean. Um, kept the same ride height in the front, you know, because, it, you know, with these independent front suspension, they get ball joint issues. And as soon as you touch the keys or you touch the front end, like, it's just, they're never the same. It. I think it's that it, it works so well from the factory. Yeah. That, like, what? <laughs> I mean, it really does. This is I, so it, nice. The ride comfort is so much better yeah, than everything else. Like, yeah, it's it's a good riding truck. So, um, like I said, nothing crazy, but we just I wanted to add some power. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to uh, keep everything intact. So you've had the truck for how long? Since August of last year. Okay, so you you've got some miles on it too by now. Almost then. thirty. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. See yeah. A couple trips. Right. Yeah. Right. A little <laughs> bit more than our our guy who does a thousand miles a year. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So so got about thirty on it, and you you got it tuned today. So we yeah. did the emissions equipped custom tuning on it. Anthony, can you give our listeners a rundown of kind of what that package looks like? Yeah. So the package, whether you're going from seventeen to twenty one, is pretty similar. The only difference is your twenty and twenty one trucks TCM tuning is still in the works, so we're only doing the engine side of things. Um, we got you set up with the switch on the fly custom tuning. So which, which is I, badass, by the yeah, way. Super is, cool. I know that's that's pretty. Listen, even if you only got me about fifty horse, which you didn't, like the switch on the fly is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate drilling. You know, old school. You know, whatever. But um, just. You, right there cruise on control. the buttons, yeah. 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 Cruise control is right there. You know, it's super. You nice. have to edit that out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the cruise control is on the steering wheel. That's that's pretty dope to me. It really that. is. I love that. It that, really is. That's a big part. When as soon as because before it was just single tunes, and it was you know we'll we can send you the different tunes, or if you just want one single tune, one power level, you know we'll get you squared away. And then HP Tuners came out with the switch on the fly. You know, for the past how many years it's always been you got to tap into the ECM, route a switch. Even some of the newer trucks are like that. But it's super nice where you hit the cruise cancel button and you hit, you know, plus or minus for like setting your cruise, glow plug light will blink for what yeah. tune you're in. So, I mean, you're cruising down the road and like you were the whole time we were driving, he's like, man, this thing is so cool. Just <laughs> switching different tunes just just to see how, you know, nice and efficient everything is, especially on these newer trucks. Like they've come light years compared to the older technology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. You know, when uh, a lot of the emission stuff first came out, nobody really understood it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and the technology was still kind of new at that time, but they've advanced it so much. I mean, even even with GM, how they had the the filler neck right underneath the hood. Whoever thought of that, <laughs> whoever thought of that, need to be, they need to be shot. The same guy who came up with the LOI intake elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Has, yeah. doesn't have a job anymore after that. Um, but even just with all the knock sensors and the DOC and the SCR, um, it's just it's come a long way so i don't and plus these trucks have plenty of power now like you know why would you want your daily driver to be seven eight nine thousand horsepower truck because at the end of the day it shit's going to constantly break on it 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 sounds so much cooler than it is in reality right, yeah, yeah it, it sounds it, so badass to be like i got an 800 horsepower i remember when 750 was like the most you could do in oh, a street yeah, truck 750 and I, you're the shit bro everybody <laughs> now the, the like now it's everybody i want to do a thousand horsepower daily driver it's like yo you can you can we can actually make it drive pretty nice um but like you said shit's gonna break constantly yeah, you're yep. never gonna not use all of your power like, no. like if, you, if you have it you're gonna use it and right. then shit's gonna break period right. Yeah. 
no matter how nice the parts are, you can, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to build the whole bottom end. And it's like, you know, you turn up to tune five, you feel like getting shitty. It's like all of a sudden something broke. It's like, oh, what happened? You you can always spot an LLY driver because they start off with the biggest problem being building the bottom end as opposed to an L5P <laughs> owner. That's like, you know, like I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a tune on it and I'm going to be at, you know, 550 horsepower. Yep, yeah. I'm like LLY, like, cause Chachi. Are you talking you're, shit about me, Paul? You're, Are you talking shit you're, about me? You're right up at the edge of what, what we're expecting out of that stock bottom end, aren't you? I'm right around 600. Yeah. I say, you know, get the, depending on the tune, depending on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right around 600 for sure. All right. All right. Um, what, what, so what do you think driving it? What, like, I know when I got in the L5P, the first thing I thought is like, this is clearly the best Duramax that's been put out there from a driver standpoint yeah. you know they're definitely um, responsive in yeah, stock yeah. form like it's always been a note like even like I was going to say pulling his truck in as soon as I put it in gear I was like this thing I can tell it's stock I was like yeah. just put it in reverse I was like I can tell by the throttle <laughs> response that it is stock for sure but they are definitely responsive even like from the factory yeah, too yeah in comparison but but what'd you think after the tune I was blown away because uh, essentially the truck has enough power right for for the guys that just they they use their trucks for work yeah. you know they tow with it they daily drive it that truck's had plenty of power <clears throat> excuse me but um when you guys did the emissions intact uh tuning it's just the the pedal the throttle response right away um was a big difference and then we actually passed uh, a dump truck and it was the power was there like now that's so, so nice um, I'm pretty impressed with it, you know. Got to figure out my trans issue that I have, but um, my trans is smoke. But I think the way to go on these ten speeds is if you can figure out the trans uh, side of it. Man, yeah. the emissions intact tuning is yeah. where it's at. Solid setup for sure. It's a so- real solid setup. Like I think that L5P will, you know, kind of. Uh, me personally, I've driven all of them, right? right? And I think it outperforms all of them. My personal opinion, you know. So. I'm pretty impressed. Perfect. I got a lot of customers that have L5P, so we're going to be definitely taking all this back and trying to push this because I love the truck. It's a great truck. That's awesome. We barely made it out of the parking lot, and he leaned on it. He's like, there's that throttle response (laughs) right away. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's amazing. And like I said, with the switch on the fly, it's, you know, you're cruising on an expressway. There's nobody there. You know, hit the cruise control button. You want to turn it up a little bit or turn it down. So... Um, the convenience too. Yeah, yeah. big convenience factor. Yeah. I think I, I think I do need a stealth turbo though. <laughs> we, were, we were looking at them. I showed them. I showed them the vein cages. You're able to see the, the improvement oh, in airflows. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's where all the engineering and Nick and the guys in the turbo bay definitely put a lot of time in. So it'll definitely coming back for a stealth. Yeah, I, I think a solid setup on these new L5Ps, definitely a built trans. You know, because yeah. you know, it's ten speeds are just something else, man. They have a mind of their own. I will say on the new, the Ford 2020 10 speeds, um, they're pretty lackluster from the factory. Uh, And now that they finally have trans tuning on them, I was like, oh, maybe this will work. Because I've never been a fan, ever since we started adding gears, I'm, as a driver who drives like an asshole, um, I don't like it. You you know, like, give me less gears and worse fuel mileage, and I'm okay with that because I don't have to drive far, and I'd like to drive like a dick while I do it. Right. But for all of the other rest of normal humans who buy (laughs) diesels, that doesn't make any sense, right? It's like, well, give me more gears, get my miles, my mile per gallon down, um, and then, or mile per gallon up, and and then we'll start to look at how do we make this work. And that's where I'm kind of wondering on this Allison 10 speed, it's like, is trans tuning going to be enough? Is it going to be a converter? Is it going to be, you know, what is it going well, to be have, a part of the have, build that's going to make it work? They have the converters, uh, RevMax. Like yeah. So we actually just swapped a 2020 trans that a customer blew up. And, um, you know, we did put a RevMax Stage 5 converter in it. Uh, Frank made some improvements. But we're going to actually pull it out and have it restalled. But I'm thinking about throwing one in my truck um, when we have the trans out to get it rebuilt. Because I'm curious now to see where, you know, maybe going to a higher stall, maybe with the Stealth 2, what yeah. how this truck would perform. Um, and like I said, the trans tuning is always going to be key. You know, hopefully somebody cracks that, but who knows? Yeah, um, sure. But I do think a, this is a solid setup. That's awesome. Um, if you were to meet somebody who is brand new to diesel today, David, what's the advice you would give them if they came to you asking, saying, hey, I want to build 
you know, a 600 horsepower truck down the road, what should I do? Well, that's a loaded question because, you know, it's, are they buying a new truck? Are you buying a used one? You know, um, at the end of the day, reliability, diesels can be fun. They can, they are fun, right? But I think once you start getting past that 700 mark, 800, you know, you're, you have to drive them completely different, right? You don't want to send a piston through the side <laughs> of the block. But we, you want to go for good, clean power, and you want reliability, right? So yeah. I always try to tell guys with any truck, you know, your transmission, too, is a big problem. You can have all the power in the world, but if you can't hold it to the ground, it's pointless, yeah. right? So it, it's key to know where the factory trans, you know, uh, the limits are at. But as far as, like, 600 horse, you know, maybe, um, you know, with this common rail stuff, you know, little tuning, you know, and maybe a, a turbocharger or something like that, I think it's solid setup right there. You know, the rest of it is just cosmetic, you know, like, <laughs> like pipes that. and all that. Yeah. That's just cosmetic, you know, bigger <laughs> intercooler. But 600 horse, you know, it you can get there without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. Right. And then have a nice, fun truck um, that you can drive every single day with really no issues. I think a lot of it, too, is, I mean, you take take an LV7, first-generation Duramax, you know, if we're talking about, you know, your L5P comparison. I mean, you want to make 600 horse. I mean, that's a trans. That's a turbo. Yeah. You know, lift pump. You know, yeah. if your injectors are shot, you need yeah. injectors. I mean, you want to make 550, 600 horse on a new truck, you tune it. Like, that's it. Had, you tune your truck, your 530, that's 550. It. And right. Tim's truck, the before we got the 20, the 19 power stroke, um, like me and you were talking, that's 575, 600 on a right. tune. The trans likes it. The emissions is, I mean, again, your trans, depending on how you drive it. Yeah. But, you know, emissions equipment is happy. Nothing's changed there. So, I mean, like, it's the newer trucks. Someone calls up and is like, oh, I want to make 550, 600. Lift pump and a tune. Yeah. yeah. And you're done. I mean, usually. I mean, there's other, like you're saying, an intake, small stuff, but... I mean, and even if you look at each platform, like a Cummins Power Stroke or Duramax, right? Technically, up to about 700 horse, you know, you really, 600, 700 is kind of where you got to start worrying about internals, yeah. you know, right? To me, that's perfect, right? If I can sit kind of below that a little bit, and then I have a reliable truck without, you know, pulling the block and having, you know what I mean? The bill, of, you know, you guys know, yeah, we're yeah. in the same industry, you know? Because you pull the engine, you just got you got to break out your wallet. You That's know, right? it. That's it. Right. I tell guys too. Yeah. Is I'm like, man, once the engine comes out, we should just be talking about 25 at a minimum. That's yeah. your yeah. floor. A exactly. but like, and I don't yeah. care what platform. It's by the time we get into fuel, air, yeah. uh, girdles, bullshit everywhere. Like we're going to be talking about a $25,000 minimum. So like, hey, listen, if that's real for you and you want to build a competition truck, we can talk. That's cool. We can talk. Right. But most of you out there are going to ask about 600 horse. And I'm, I'm right on the same page with you guys. Is I'm like, man, if you could spend a little more on the truck and have to put less parts and labor and time into it and get all the creature comforts that come with a new truck, like, you know, and working warranty, cruise right. control. Warranty, too. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, that's you, a big one. You, you start getting struggling. these things and you're like, oh, man, like, like. And I think a lot of our listeners, especially newer to diesel, they're not shopping for brand new trucks, right? right. They're like, hey, man, that that those are really nice. They're out of my range. Like, I'm looking at, like, LMLs. I'm looking at, like, like CMD Cummins, right? Or I'm looking at that, like, very early 6.7 Power Stroke. It's like those guys, that's where I, where I would say, like, get yourself as new as you can yeah. and then be looking to, to run tune only. And I, I think that's yeah. that's the recipe to have I think a lot is. of fun and not get out of diesel after you buy your first truck, which yeah. we've all seen, right? Somebody yeah. who, like, bought a diesel, was like, man, I used to own a, a 95 Camaro and I'm going to make this thing even cooler. Yeah. And then they just, they go all out, they blow it up, and they're like, I'm going to go back to driving an F-150. Yeah. And, and, like, that, that always breaks my heart because I'm yeah. like... There, there. We could have done this the right way. There's a mis misinformation too. Like, yeah. I know you've been off the phones for a while, but like, we all get messages, we all get calls, and it's like, hey, this is my first diesel. My buddy's telling me to do this and this and this, but you guys are saying something completely different. And it's like, I don't know where your friend got that information, <laughs> yeah. or That's what's true. up. But yeah, we get That's calls true. every day. Guy, like, I should say, five to ten calls a day. Hey, this is my first diesel. It's a 2021. What do I do? Tune it. Tune it. <laughs> Only touch yeah. maybe a couple other things, but like there's Stop. a lot of room to grow. And, yeah. and then also too, like you said, Anthony is is you know lack of, of of knowledge. If you dump all this money into a thousand horse truck, 
you have literally just decreased the value of that that truck. You're not and getting that back. You're not True. getting not even that, close. Right? Like I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, if had I waited to build my my Cummins, I'm like, man, I could have picked up, you know, a fifteen hundred horse truck for half the price, right? Sure. But you know, and then you have to think about future value too. Now I can go trade that truck in if I wanted to. And I'd actually get more for yeah, it. Yeah, right now. Especially. I'd actually get more for it because it just has wheels and tires on it, right? Right. And a few cosmetic things. But nothing's done to the engine or the trans. And we have some intact tuning. So if I was to go to the dealership and trade it in, especially with the, the price of trucks right now, you know, I'd actually make money on that truck. Yeah. You know, now, once I start putting a lift kit, wheels and tires <laughs> gay ass light bar i don't know if i could say that word <laughs> you know uh but you know, that's just, just like man okay you just ruined a perfectly good truck bro you know? that's it yeah when you're shopping too like i mean granted mine's a totally different scenario i look for my loi i was like you know chris found it and he's like hey grandpa owned truck nothing's been done it's already had head gaskets repaired so you don't have to worry about that it's like if guys who are out shopping i say people like us who you know whether you've been in the industry for a while or you're just getting into it like we're looking for stock trucks you know yeah. you, if you're finding a competition build you can find you know thousand plus horsepower truck in the right budget like that's you're gonna save money but yeah. if you want something like hey i want to get in like we were talking earlier turn the key drive it switch a tune like we're looking for stock trucks essentially yeah. something no one's gotten under the hood messed well, with let and... me be the one to fuck everything up yeah, right, right? Yeah, well, let, i don't need to buy make, your fucking the fuck bad choices. i'm good i've, I've yeah. bought enough mistakes right like let me mm-hmm. be the one to, to break everything or to do it wrong or to spec it wrong because the fact of the matter is is like buying a used like especially high horsepower truck so you're just like man you're not getting out of this because it ain't fun to drive you, you know what i mean like yeah. like you're getting out of this because you can't afford to keep up with it. Part out, or yeah, or like <laughs> like go. that's what part out to right is like you're like ah, I just that's not something I'm going to buy and I'm going to try. And and it was and, and here's the thing though too, it was everybody jumped on that bandwagon, right? Yep. Got to have you know who can get to, you know, like you said, uh, you know, six seven years ago, man, if you were 750 horse and a diesel, bro, you were big shit. That like, was yeah, you're you're big. You shit, were posting you know? about it. Regularly yeah. on the forums, check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when we and went to forums, yeah. Now, now you can make a thousand horse. No one looks just at like you like that, you know. And it's like, <laughs> okay, okay, cool. You know? So, so you're not going to make it into UCC, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> nothing wrong with having a truck look good, right? Sure. I think majority of diesel enthusiasts are on the same page. You get a nice set of wheels and tires. Yeah. Right. Maybe a leveling kit. You know, and and simpler is better, in my opinion. Oh, see, I, I like to see guys. I, I would never do this to my truck, but I love when I see guys, like, go for, like, the limo tint all the way around. Jesus. I need to black out all the lights. I need light bars on it. I'm like, I really like it when they look like they rolled through J.C. Whitney with a shithead magnet on. <laughs> um I love when somebody else does that to their truck. Or like SEMA, you've been to SEMA and you see the I, trucks at yeah. SEMA and you're like, oh, cool. This is the least usable vehicle I've ever seen in my life. I'm glad you're here representing diesel performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, exactly. And, and I do and like those trucks. Some of them I would is never cool, own one. right? You know, yeah. let's, but I'm like, man, dude, 12-inch lift. Like, how are you guys getting in and out of this piece of shit? Why is the right? babe, come here, give me a lift. I, I, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I mean, hey, can you guys put a 12-inch lift on? Yeah, but I really don't want to, you know, because I got to test drive it. We got to get in alignment, you know, but this is what these guys want. But, um, and if you're going to do that, use a good quality lift. Oh, for the love of God. Please. I heard a stack of hockey pucks. We'll yeah. get you at least yeah. four inch oh, left, bro. Oh, man. Clap. Like, I don't even do wheel spacers at my shop. Yeah, done. No, no. They call, hey, you guys do wheel spacers? No, because you're not going to recheck them. Uh, make sure there's a happen. Yep, and, and I don't need a lawsuit. So yeah. no, we don't do them. <laughs> if you're dumb enough to want them, I'm not dumb enough to install yeah, them. And, yeah, <laughs> I like exactly. That. But everybody, to each is their their own. No, right? I'm not. I mean, I am no, making fun of a lot of people, but it's, <laughs> no, nobody it's takes me seriously. Um, and because I, your truck is like kind of like an extension of who you are, right? Yeah, you sure. Know? So um, you know, customize it how you want. You know, just because you like light bars doesn't mean I'm gonna like light. Bars. I drove here in a Kia. I don't know. I don't get to, like nobody gets to like be offended, right? Right. So. I like. I drive my BMWs. So I got a BMW that I drive sometimes. Yeah. Like if I'm in a mood, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, I want to go fast, quick. Yeah. You know, I just drive my BMW. I, I, and and that's why that's why like I laugh about this stuff because I I do think people get really wrapped up into all of these details about their truck. Um, 
And to me, I would rather be annoyed by the question of like, what type of oil should I run? Than, yeah. <laughs> than can you put a 12-inch lift or wheel spacers on my right. truck, right? It's like that, that guy that's thinking about the brand of oil quality you're kind of a nerd and I kind of want to talk to you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we are going to get absolutely. along. That guy who's going to call and talk about 12 inch lift and wheel spacers, bro, I get it. I'm glad you're doing cool stuff with your truck. I really do like the way those trucks look. Uh, I would never own one because they drive like shit, but, yeah. but I get it. Um, and that's why I say like, I'm just the wrong guy to talk to about that stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't I feel like people like us. We've, we've had the trucks that ride like shit. We've had the yeah, stuff yeah. that's way expensive. We've learned. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm only 25, but like, you know, a few years ago when I got into this, like, my truck had a leveling kit. Did you just come on this show and say you're 25? And <laughs> yeah, right, right now. Like, wow. you're just, that Sorry, was I'm not a hundred like you, Paul. <laughs> kind of flex, bro. God damn. But it's like, even you know, you're into it for so long, you see it every day. Like, I still get excited when high horsepower stuff comes through. Oh, yeah. And then we, I also get excited when a guy with a, like, the stock truck, oh, I'm just here for brakes. You know, clean truck, low, low miles, nothing done. Like, that's the one we're all staring at. Like, God damn, look at this truck. Look at yeah. how clean it What's is. What's done clean. to it? Nothing. Isn't it exciting? <laughs> yeah, because then you don't have to worry about, well, you know, uh, my turn signal's not working. It didn't do that before you came in. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Before you charged like my that. air conditioner and my right. brake light went yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not gonna make fun of somebody's truck because, like I said, I used to I used to have this old Isuzu Rodeo. There you go. Two wheel drive, man. This thing was a rusted piece of shit, <laughs> right? Uh, five speed. But I will say this though, I can beat the shit out of that thing. I I had it up um, had it up in like a little river, had water coming in the inside. Yeah. And um, I forget what motors in that thing now, but the distributor it sits high and back towards the firewall so you can go through water and shit like that and um it was a piece of shit i'm not gonna lie man but guess what it was a fun truck yeah it was the most funs yeah the most fun you had that's it with a street legal go-kart did i hear yeah. <laughs> thank you yes please <laughs> it was a fun truck so to each their own you yeah. know some of these guys are overpaying for these pieces of shit though like bro you just bought an lv7 for how much oh, okay wow <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I got a decent deal on my LB7. Um, I hate LB7. <laughs> I hate them. Damn, I don't have well, it anymore. Well, so what, good. I, what I laugh about, too, is, is is on that topic is, like, we saw new trucks exponentially grow in, in retail price. Map pricing, yeah. MSRP jumped um, more than the rest of the vehicles on the market, right? So, clearly, there was demand, and manufacturers right. thought, hey, we can make the money. I don't understand how that how the economics of that made people believe that their 280,000 mile LBZ is worth 40 grand, right? Like <laughs> I get it it's pre-emissions and I get you read, read a lot of bad things about emissions, but that did not make your truck worth more now than when it was sold brand new. It just didn't. Like it just it did not. Uh, but I guess as long as there's people willing to pay it, they say that's what market value I mean, is. Everything's for sale for the right price. That's right? it. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's for sale, you know, but and a lot of misinformation out there too. There's a lot of misinformation out yeah. there. You know, everybody yeah. says LBC is like the, the god of Duramaxes. You know, they're great. You know, but I, I've never been. A you really could do more for less money with an LML. If we're just being real, like you could get to well, a higher horsepower oh, number yeah. for less money, yeah. and probably like now, like especially if you went with an early one and got lucky on the emissions equipment. Um, yeah, I think you could score like an eleven to twelve pretty near the retail price of a, of a clean lbz um and yeah there's definitely less parts and less money you would have to throw at it to get to say like 550 600 horsepower yeah, you exactly know? you know tune you're there yeah yeah tune you know? maybe lift pump right that i yeah lbz the list is going to be a lot longer yeah right. just say that right right i mean the lbz you want to make that power an lml can like trans number yeah. one number one you, you're five <laughs> yeah. depending on you know, what parts you're, you're down going, four you're five, down six minimum thousand. five grand yeah yeah well and then too you know the whole the comfort of the vehicle, though, too, and, and all the little gadgets. and If you've never uh, had heated seats or a heated listen, steering wheel, you man, don't get to talk listen, to me about shopping no, for a vehicle. Because no. it it went from me making fun of old guys who wanted, like, sunroofs to now, like, will not – would I would never buy another vehicle that doesn't have heated and cooled seats. Are yeah. you crazy? Do you so know how hot ball. my balls yeah. are? Get out of here. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, no, I agree, and, and that's what I mean. Like, uh, these trucks now – I mean, they're nice, man. Like, you know, you don't. There's no CD player anymore. No tape cassette. Oh. It's literally as soon as you get in the truck, it's automatically connected. You know, and then you can run your playlist. Yep. 
and uh, through through your your apps and stuff like that. I mean, hell, man, even that truck. I mean, that thing's got so many features. I can see where the next fuel station's at. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, and then um, like when you sent me the address um, here to this location, I you sent it to me, and I just sent it to. My truck. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even have to. I'm like, man, that's the fuck coolest thing. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's do you remember? Cool. Do you remember not being able to enter something in your map GPS? Quest, <laughs> map Quest. With ten pages printed out. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody print out the directions. <laughs> well, you leave right it right I was gonna bitch direction. about factory navigation. Yeah. David went all the way back to yeah. MapQuest. MapQuest, <laughs> man. We go to put something in and the number didn't match. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to go to, you know, if you, we're going to where you at? Oh, no streets start with two, so you can't type a two in. Yes, yeah. yes it does. The address starts with the two. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Find something oh, I else. go back before that, man. Uh, you know, if you, my dad was big on maps. Oh yeah, same here. And he would actually plot out his his trip, like when we, because we traveled a lot when I was a kid, and uh, he pull out the old uh, Rand McNally. Yep. Jeez. Right. And yep. he's sitting there plotting it, you know, and then he write down his little notes. And then I, you I go on vacation and you have the country one, and then you have to have one for each state, <laughs> as though the one highway you were going to drive through in Nebraska was going to change. So you yeah. needed to have a Nebraska map with you. Right. At least and, that's the way my parents were. And, and, I, and now 100%. it's it, – but right. But now it's like, you know, if they're doing construction, you know, You're done. it automatically You're updates done. to My phone tells me. My phone tells me. You know? me. Yeah. So how could you – me personally, I'm like, I think that's a pretty cool – Pretty cool features that these new vehicles have now, too. So. I agree. Yeah, old trucks are garbage. David Shepard said it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old trucks are shit. Uh, well, David, I really do appreciate you carving out so much time to talk with our listeners. No, not a problem. Thanks Is for there anybody me. you want to give a shout-out to? Um, I mean, no. Not Guys really. back home, who's your diesel? No, Look I mean, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought anybody specific, but no. Uh, who's your diesel and off-road? We're located at 8900 Mississippi Street, Merrillville, Indiana. Um, you know, glad to have, you know, thankful that you guys have us here and uh, tune a truck. And I'm good to have you doing some uh, R&D on my own, too. <laughs> I like I it. I'm pretty much I'm going to smoke my trance. I, <laughs> I am. I already know it. <laughs> it is. It is good to have goals, no, as I like yeah, to say. I know, right? uh, and that is one I can appreciate. But thanks for having me on a podcast, too. I know it was last minute, but um, it was pretty fun. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, it, it was a pleasure to have you. I, listeners, I know you guys are going to be excited to hear this. Uh, make sure you jump on over to Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. If that name's not long enough, I don't know what is. Uh, <laughs> but once you're there, let's give a shout out. Let's tag David. Tell him he was great on the show. We really appreciate you all, all of you listening. All right, guys. Uh, I think we had... <laughs> think that we, was... That was a great interview with David. I was just going to say, I think yeah. we had a lot of fun in there. Uh, big shout out to uh, Anthony Brunetti for joining us. We really appreciate that. You guys can go follow him at Rusty LLY, I believe, <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, he uh, Anthony's a character, that kid. Let He's, me tell you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, if, if you want to hear a young guy who pretty much acts like he's 40 uh, with pit vipers on, yeah. definitely go check out Anthony's uh, Instagram page. He'll have a lot of cool truck stuff going on there. Yeah, he does. Guys, uh, we would love to hear from you. Jump on over to Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. We have new people joining every day, awesome topics and conversations going on. It's a great place to tag Chris with all of your Cummins love, uh, and I might even jump in there and reply to you once in a while as well. <laughs> well, that wraps up today, man. This has been Chris. And Paul, thanks for listening. Uh, for the guys who aren't already following Duramax Tuner on TikTok, which I understand. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a different uh, age bracket. Yeah. 